two. 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 Hey, two. 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 How many? Two. How many? Two. 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 I say two. 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 What do you think? Two. 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 Second season of IMHO just about to begin. Strap yourselves down. Keep your arms and legs in the ride until it comes to a complete stop. That's going to be a while. You better just hang on. <laughs> Two. Give me another one. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> You've heard enough twos. What that is all about is this is the very first episode of Season 2 of IMHO. I know, right? That is cool, and I am so glad you are part of it. My name is Lon. I'm the one up here in the captain's chair running all the controls and pushing the buttons and making sure you don't look behind the curtain. <laughs> We're going to get this thing going, not going to waste any time. We usually do something along the lines of A, B, and C. First part, middle part, second part of the show, and that's not going to change today. It is A, five car myths that were busted by mechanics. Example, is expensive oil better? We're going to find out all about that. And B... You voted for this, so let me know if you like it. I gave you a choice on Facebook whether you wanted to get the ins and outs of the Foley artist, the people that make the noises and sound effects in movies and TV. Otherwise, they'd have to put like 10,000 microphones all over the place. So these are the people that make the crunching glass and the doors closing and so on. The other one that I asked you to choose from was seven things that people who are good with money would never buy. You chose seven things people who are good with money would never buy. I'll probably do the Foley artist some other time, but today we're going to learn a little bit about money management. I guess that's kind of in the vein of helping people. Again, an oasis in the middle of all the... Ugh. That's Nancy Hand and the In the Corner Band, by the way. She and they are continuing this season. Thank you. A little bit new theme music to get the show started. I thought maybe let's jump it up a little bit. Let's change it up just a tad. So that's what we did. Continuing on our A, B, C, C. Childhood toys that made you go, what? <laughs> what? We all had them. 
I got a fair list of them from people that responded on Facebook as well as through the homepage of Anchor.fm. That is a good place to do it as well. You can always do it at leaddogonair at gmail.com if you'd like to do it that way. Answer any of these. These are taken care of. The next I'll get to you, I'll let you know those at the end of the show, the end of today's episode. You will know what the questions and such are for the next show. So hang on. Just hang on. (laughs) Hang on. We don't want to get a wet cleanup in your chair. All right. We're going to come back in just a few minutes. We're also going to touch on things today. Things that do make you go, what? That's coming up. It has to do with meatballs. Don't tell anybody. And also, just a thought. All of that and more in today's episode, the very first one of season two of the podcast of the year. Well, that's if they voted on things like that and you actually voted for me. But anyway, I am H.O., Thank you for listening. I'll be right back. Taking over the world, world, world. Are you still there? To delete this message, press 7. To save it in the archives, press 9. To hear more options, press 0. What are you talking about? I am H.O. I am Lon, sitting up here in the chair, getting it going, Season 2, Episode 1 of In My Humble Opinion. Man, I'm glad you're here. I'm, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Without you, I'm just sitting in a closet full of expensive junk, pushing buttons, and keeping people from looking behind the curtain. That's kind of the gist of this whole entire thing. I am doing this show, this episode, is being recorded in the northern Chihuahuan Desert down in southwest New Mexico on a full moon Friday the 13th. (laughs) Wait, that was the last episode where we were talking about ghosts and things. Things have been going bump in the night here, let's put it that way. It does not go without notice. But there's also a lot of energy and a lot of power. So I'm going to share all of that with you on IMHO right here, right now. ABCA was five car myths busted by mechanics. Let's get right to that. A. One of the questions that was asked was, is expensive oil better? 
And the mechanics really say, you know, not enough to make a difference. It really is more important that you change it out more regularly. And with that, kind of a second half of that question then became, well, do I have to do that, like, every 3,000 miles religiously? And the answer to that also kind of came out, no, not really. Check your owner's manual. Check with the manufacturer to see just exactly what they suggest. It might be different with synthetic oils or partial synthetics or things like that. So the 3,000-mile rule is kind of old school, really. And the expensive oil is kind of old school, really. (laughs) It's not to say if you feel more comfortable doing it, do it. But... It's way more important to make sure that you change that oil regularly. That's number one. Another question that got asked was, are the old standards based on old engines? And the answer to that is absolutely yes. A lot of things that we do and know, the 3000 rule, the expensive oil, all of that kind of thing, are really based on older style engines, older motors, and that sort of thing. Check your owner's manual again. The question came and shifted a little bit to, okay, with that said, is high-octane gas better for my car? And the answer came back from the the mechanics once again, not really, not in all vehicles. A uh, high-performance engine, maybe, but for everything else, the standard is just fine. It runs very good on it if it's clean and it's not jerking and popping and spitting and sputtering. It's probably just fine. Some people at some people... <laughs> One person asked, well, what about jet fuel? I heard that if somebody puts a tank full of jet fuel in their car, they can get a lot better mileage and a lot better speed and all that sort. No. Internal buttons or internal burnings do not burn cleaner. In fact, jet fuel is closer to diesel than it is to gas so it's really not going to make a lot of a difference to your vehicle it's not going to hurt it it won't really do anything to it particularly because it's not as heavy as diesel but it's also not going to really make a difference next and last is it dangerous to use a cell phone when fueling that'll be good be right back Right, there's your breather. Get back to your tables and put your pencils down. <laughs> is it dangerous to use your cell phone when fueling? The answer there again is no. Internal antennas have no spark on the external part of the phone anymore. That rule is old school as well. It's not to say that it can't happen. I mean, Whenever we've got a manual situation of any kind or a technical situation of any kind, 
anything can happen. But generally speaking, that rule was set up for the old pull-out style cell phones where you actually created some spark through pulling that antenna out, and then also it was an exposed antenna, so that could create a spark as well. So the new ones, nah, go ahead and take your call. It's not going to really be a big deal. Although, that said, be ready for the pontificators. They are out there in every form. Anything you say, anything you put online, somebody might say something, but then you can look them in the eye and say, no, I heard on IMHO from a very good source that the internal antennas no longer pose a threat. So, <laughs> and last but not least, and the, man, can I get some help from mechanics here? Can I drive my vehicle with the windows open to lower the efficiency or rate? Let me try that again. Let me just try that again. Sometimes that happens. You tang-tungled. <laughs> if I drive my vehicle with the windows open, does that lower the efficiency? And the answer is nah. Especially with vehicles 2010 and newer, they are so efficient that it really hardly makes a difference at all. So really, you could open the windows, crank the AC, and cruise down the highway if you wanted to. It wouldn't really make much of a difference at all. There you go. That's A. That is our first segment. Busted by Mechanics. <laughs> so there. Coming up in just a moment or two, B of our whole Fandango here. Seven things that people who are good with money do not buy. That's what's coming up right here on your favorite podcast. America's favorite podcast. IMHO. Hang on, be right back. Episode 1 of Season 2 of IMHO.
IMHO, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. I hope you washed your hands and wiped them before you came back down the hallway. We know where you went. <laughs> Stay sanitary. That's one of the things we've got to do here. Did I mention that we are in our second season? Yeah, what they said. Second season of IMHO. This is the first episode of that season. Thank you for being the ones to be here with me. I mentioned it's just a closet full of stuff if you're not here. We are at B of A, B, and C. And that indeed is by your vote. You asked for seven things that people who are good with money do not buy. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about. See if we can get some helpful hands going today on IMHO. Well, it's one of the things we do. An oasis in the middle of all the ill, as I said before. Things that people do who are good with money. They aren't usually big spenders. And they aren't buying the newest cars, spending on the latest fashion items, or oftentimes even getting the newest technology. Instead, they understand that living with less is better, and they look for high-quality things. They don't buy the caca. Get the thing that lasts a little bit longer. Also, people who are good with money, they understand that the trend not to take on conventional long-term expenses is good. For example, auto leases or balances on credit cards, cards that is, with high interest rates. They don't do that. They pay off those interest rates and they don't take the long-term lease in the first place. People who are good with money. Now, you don't have to be wealthy to be good with money. That's kind of a misnomer. Being good with money is about habits, not income. People who are good with money Well, they're always looking for a way to live within their means, spend less than they need to. We collect money tips, and we get spending preferences from a lot of different people. Well, the experts basically dug into this one, and they built a list of things and things, or I should say purchases and habits that just make no sense to those that are actually good with money. And they kind of willed it down to the top seven. So here you are. Seven things that people who are good with money do not buy. They are not into buying brand new cars, for example. The person who is actually several hundred thousand in the bank, or has that much, or maybe even a millionaire, is going to drive a five-year-old car, maybe even a ten-year-old car. That's the personal finance expert and author Lynette Calfani-Cox. She said that a new car loses value, 10% of it in the first month, 20% in the first year. So those who are good with money know that the best value comes from buying used and keeping that same car for a while. Make sure it's running well and in decent shape. It'll get you a lot more money back. Number two on the list of seven, they don't lease a new car constantly either. When it comes to leasing, Calfani Cox said that someone who is good with money will most likely turn the other way. They're not going to say, oh, let me get that $50,000 car in a lease, and then next year let me lease another one. Leases will still solve and involve down payments, though the monthly payment and upfront may be a little bit lower. You will never own anything 
as you could with a loan itself. Though a lease may seem like a way to dodge debt in the short term, those who are good with money will see it in a very different light. Those who are good with money are likely to be less caught up in the needing of latest and greatest, meaning a lease won't really be the best option for them. Number three, people who are good with money won't buy houses they can't afford. And that seems kind of odd because a lot of things we look at are real estate and go, ooh, look at that big house they have. But those who are good with money aren't looking to spend more than they can afford, and they know that the best piece of real estate is one they can afford. Business Insider contributor Holly Johnson saved aggressively to pay off her home by age 40 and travels for multiple months of the year by spending frugally and leveraging credit card benefits. When it came to buying Buying a house, she and her husband bought a significantly smaller one. Housing affordability, she said, involves calculators, and they have also told, or they have always told us, we can spend double, triple, or more than we did on a home, but we have always ignored them, forged our own path, and instead of buying that large, expensive house, they opted to spend on experiences. If they bought a larger house, she wrote. We would have a lot less money to save and invest each month toward nearly early retirement, and we would also have drastically curbed our annual travel budget. So, big house? Not necessarily for those that know how to spend. Number four on that list, they do not make a purchase that they can't pay for. They're not buying things on credit that they can't just take care of, whether it's a $2,000 purchase or a $20 one. Those who are good with money won't pay interest on purchases. That makes that sale price... <laughs> That's the official term, too, by the way. Carrying a balance on your credit card means you're going to be charged interest every month, and it's not going to be cheap, either. Many of them will charge up to... 25% or more. Business Insider writer Elizabeth Aldrich said that $10,000 worth of her debt in the 20s was racked up, but since then she learned from her past and has good money and good with money. Paying it all off in three years and building a $20,000 emergency fund in six months instead. She said every month I would run up a balance on my credit card and then pay it off by the end of the month. She also wrote that this habit caused her to spend thousands of dollars on a credit card interest in her 20s. Now she never spends money on interest. Ooh, that's a heavy one, isn't it? <laughs> Number five is coming up. Hang on. Yeah, no, really. I'm serious. Number five in the seven habits of people who are good with money. Eh, somebody push that button, would you? Thank you. <laughs> little tiny studio, little tiny stuff going on. I told you, it's Friday the 13th. Things are going bump in the night. There are things happening, and it, that's one of them. The uh, equipment is kind of being goofy all of a sudden. But that's okay. We got this covered. Back to it. <sighs> Number five. 
People who are good with money are not buying luxury goods from brand name designers. Those who are good with money are less interested in brand names, tags, and labels. And it seems that those with wealth are starting to take this cue from those who are good with money. Business insiders Hillary Hoffauer reports showing off wealth is no longer the way to signify having wealth. In the United States particularly, the top 1% have been spending less on material goods since 2007. Instead of material items, many wealthy people these days are opting to spend on privacy and exclusive wellness and fitness routines, as well as investing in education instead of buying designer items. Makes sense. Number six in their list of things that people who are good with money do not buy, they're less likely to load up on material items at all, opting for quality over quantity. Those who are good with money aren't filling their closets with fast fashion clothing and buying an abundance of cheap stuff that is going to break. Instead, they'd rather put money in items that they know will last they know will be around for a while wow kind of like our grandparents huh they're more concerned with quality as opposed to quantity i think people who are good with money are often not afraid to go against the grain and to actively unplug from consumerism and get the things they want i'll be back in just a second with number seven on that list Wipe your brow, wipe anything else that's damp. I'll be right back. All right, high and dry. We are a little bit better. I hope you are too. Everything is all calm down here. I've got about five dogs around me. They're surrounding me on this Friday the 13th in the desert as I record this under a full moon. What was that? <laughs> I'm kidding. Everything's cool. Number seven on the list of things that people who are good with money do not buy. They probably aren't planning lavish, expensive weddings, unlike what we might think. I know, you kind of get a visual of they're going to be the biggest, brightest, best... 10 billion doves, that kind of thing. Well, anyone who has planned a large wedding knows just how costly they can be. And those who are good with money aren't planning to spend lots of money on their ceremony. Nathan Clark is with the Millionaire Dojo. Used aggressive savings techniques and investments to sock away over 100000 in savings by age 25. He has hopes of becoming financially independent, and he's pursuing his goals of becoming a millionaire. For him and his now wife, one of the things that helped him to reach that 100000 mark was a low-cost wedding. They spent just $10,000 on their big day and then saved aggressively instead of spending aggressively on their wedding and right after. Intelligent thinking. He said, really, all we paid for was decorations, food, a little bit for the reception venue. I don't understand why people think that they need to spend 50000 on a wedding. We'd rather travel the world for a year with 50000 than spend it on one day. Nice. That's seven things that people who are good with money 
do not buy. Whew, that was kind of a long one, but it sure gave you a lot of information, didn't it? We're going to come back with C of A, B, and C, kind of lighten it up a little bit. I asked the question, did you have any childhood toys that made you go, what? What? <laughs> That's coming up. So don't you go anywhere. This is IMHO, America's Podcast. Welcome back to IMHO. My name is Lon. I am fresh. I am refreshed. I am cage-free. They let me out. Didn't even hook the gate. How dumb is that? <laughs> I'll stick around just long enough, but man, then, you know, just like in life, you gotta run like somebody left that gate open, don't you? You didn't hear that from me, though, because this is all positive here. I'll deny it. I will. <laughs> we have covered A, we have covered B of our ABCs, which brings us to C, childhood toys that just made you want to go, what? <laughs> I got a few good ones on this one. They actually sent one to leaddogonair at gmail.com. You can do the same. You can also go to the homepage of anchor.fm 
leave a message there, whether it be voicemail or written, or you can always go on the IMHO podcast page on Facebook. Find it there. Leave comments. Become a member. Subscribe. And that way, you will get notifications. You can subscribe to this as well. You'll get notifications every time something new comes up. Do it. You will not be denied, and you will not be sad that you did. So coming up, like I said, C of A, B, and C, toys that really seriously made you go, what? For me personally, it goes back far enough to me, my older and younger brother, sea monkeys. (laughs) I can see a few of your eyes twitching on that one. You ordered them out of the back of a comic book, and you got them home, and they're these little dots. It's brine shrimp sea monkeys. We had visuals of playing and jumping with their little crowns and shimmery and yeah, yeah, right, sea monkeys. What? (laughs) How about, same time period, my older brother and I got sucked into this one, X-ray specs. Are you serious? It was a feather between two sunglass lenses, so that when you looked at somebody, it appeared as though you were looking at their rib cage and stuff. Well, that ain't what we were looking for. That's all I'm telling you, so that got a great big. What? <laughs> How about the game Operation? Oh, my word. That gave more kids trauma, drama, and anxiety, I think, than any other game. <laughs> Operation. A couple of people were on the list. They added clackers. You remember those clackers? They were the basically death on two strings. It had a little metal ring that you put over your finger. Two, oh, I don't know, maybe five-inch ropes and little <laughs> boulders on the end that you would swing back and forth, and they'd clack up and down. Da 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 da. Well, all I can say is that with three boys in the family, that did not go very smoothly. Clackers. How about lawn darts? Somebody brought that one up. Lawn darts, the killer of more foreheads and that little soft spot you got in the top of your head. (laughs) Technically, it was a game for two people. You played out on the lawn, and it included four large darts, two targets. They called those the targets, but don't you be fooled. The targets were us. It's like Soylent Green is people. The targets in lawn darts were us. How about trampolines of any kind? (laughs) Of any kind. If you've ever watched any YouTube video, why would you ever buy a trampoline and put it in your backyard? That's just a question. It's just a question. Settle down. And while we're on the subject... How about things like hammocks to relax in? That's not a toy, but somebody said, well, after we were done playing or in between turns, we'd go to our parents' hammock in the backyard. Yeah, that went well. It was like twisted death. How about that? (laughs) Hammocks of any kind also. So the ones that got the biggest why were trampoline, 
And for some reason, that hammock. Like I said, not a toy, but I hear what you're saying. I almost died many deaths in our backyard hammock. And to this day, nope, not even going to try. Childhood toys that make you say, what the, what, what the, what? If you've got some others that we didn't cover here, obviously I covered nowhere near the entire list of toys that are crazy and freaky, go ahead and let me know. I might just add those to a future episode. Leaddogonair at gmail.com. That's an email if you've got to get me that way. You can go to anchor.fm, leave a voicemail, leave a written mail there. Or you can go to IMHO, a podcast on Facebook, and leave a message in the comments there. Coming up on our next show, I've got one so far, one A, I guess you could say. I usually do ABC. So far, I've got A, and that is five makeup facts that'll catch you off guard. If you have some makeup stories, that thing that just went wrong and you ended up looking like not what you wanted to let me know go ahead (laughs) go ahead and fire off a message i'm going to be coming right back with the adult version of this things that make you say what that is coming up next on your podcast america's podcast I am H.O. In my humble opinion, I shall return. Episode 1 of Season 2 of IMHO. Make you say, what? Did you know world-famous Swedish meatballs are actually an ancient Turkish recipe? What? I say again. 
I'm Big Hand Up Me, and this is Just a Thought. Never stomp your foot and say git to a tail-flicking wild lion. I'm Big Hand Up Me, and that is Just a Thought. Good day. the first episode of season two in the bag as soon as I hit publish in a moment or two. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Thank you for helping me to get this to season two. That's kind of cool. The sophomore year, if you will. I'll be doing this on about the 1st or the 15th. I'm going to continue that schedule. It kind of depends on if I've got uh, some quiet time in the desert. Tonight I did, so here you have it. Next time, at least one of the subjects that will be covered, five makeup facts that are going to kind of catch you off guard. If you have a subject you'd like us to cover here, you can do it. Anchor homepage, either a written or voice message, or as I've mentioned from time to time, the email address inbox is ready? Lead dog on air at gmail.com. Lead dog on air at gmail.com. Get it to us, we'll get it on the air, we'll get it to you right back in your ears. How about that? So that's all coming up, and uh, well, that kind of wraps it for this time. Make sure you return your in-flight hosts to their full upright positions, and always listen when an old dog barks. For IMHO, I'm Lon, and I'm out. Nancy Hand and the In the Corner Band, ladies and gentlemen.